Lord, open our ears to hear your word and our hearts to receive them. Amen. If I said to you, I'm going to put the fear of God into you this morning, I wonder how you'd react. My guess is that you'd feel an immediate, involuntary tensing of your body. Perhaps you just did. Well, you can relax because I'm not going to, at least not in the way that you've probably interpreted that word fear. Fear is a terrible thing. We use phrases like, I was paralysed with fear. I froze on the spot to describe the intensity of our feeling when we've experienced some kind of traumatic incident. Fear has the capacity to literally stop us in our tracks. It can affect our ability to think clearly and to make rational decisions. And what's fearful for some people is different for others. What are you most afraid of? I'm going to take just, just a few moments now to share with someone sitting next to you. Um, sorry, <clears throat> to share by someone sitting next to you. Whatever comes into your head first, what is your fear? It doesn't have to be your deepest fear that makes you uncomfortable, but just something that unsettles you. My fear this week was that I was going to have to preach in front of James for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly the last, we'll see. <laughs> so, so just have a quick, quick chat, talk to one another and just say what your fear is. That's all you have to do. There's no feedback. What you say stays between you and another person. Okay, well done. So I'm guessing that nobody said that they were completely fearless. All of us are afraid of something. And the first step to overcoming that fear is to admit to yourself that you're scared. Your fear, whatever it is, might be quite insignificant or else what psychologists call phobias, which can be more intrusive in our day-to-day -day functioning. And yet, in either case, there is a path to dealing with them. And we're going to walk along that path today. So here we go. So particular fears might be fear of water, spiders, public speaking, heights, criticism, Mockery, making a fool of yourself, pain, 
at least one or two of those that I know I could apply to myself. And the first step in dealing with any fear is to admit to yourself that you're afraid. Not to bury our fears down in the subconscious. They'll only come back and bite us later on. But if we're prepared to face up to them, it's very possible to deal with them. You really can. Fears are like addictions in that respect. You can't deal with them unless you accept that you have a problem and decide that you want to be rid of it. Then you have to face up to the thing you fear very gently, step by step. For example, if spiders are your fear, go and look at one in a museum where it will very definitely be dead and completely enclosed in a glass container. Increase your stare each time you look at it until you begin to feel comfortable. If speaking in public is a fear, try engaging in discussions with a small group of family or friends or maybe Bible study until you feel confident about expressing an opinion. And then gradually seek out opportunities to increase the number of people you speak to. For some people, they have a fear of water. Now, paddling in the water up to your ankles and gradually increasing the depth to which you let the water come up to your body. Do you see what I'm getting at? I'm saying be gentle. Be gentle with yourself. Pace yourself. And you'll find in time you're able to face up to your phobias and fears with a courage you never knew you possessed. And then the final step on this path to facing your fear is to share your problem with someone that you know you can trust to be empathetic. Someone who you know has confidence in you and will give you encouragement. Gave you a bit of a clue there. The best person to share with is Jesus. In today's Gospel reading, Jesus told his friends not to be afraid of anything because God, our Heavenly Father, loves each and every one of us. He reassured us by talking about sparrows. In Jesus' day, people ate just about anything if they were hungry enough. But of all the meat sauces sold in the market, the sparrow was the cheapest. It was the poor man's meat. Modern Bible translations refer to them as two a penny. In the King James Version, they're talked about in farthings. So nobody was bothered when such a worthless creature died, except God. Jesus tells us that although millions of birds, animals, and fish die every day, as part of the food chain, the infinite God cares for every single one of them. They, like us, when they're attacked, have to choose 
between fight and flight. The only difference with human beings is that we can worry about the pain in advance and complain about how unfair it is. But that only makes the all-loving God love us more. The epitaph of the Scottish reformer John Knox read, Here lies one who feared God so much that he never feared the face of any man. But in biblical times, the word fear, in some contexts, could be translated as love. At funeral services, the committal says, as a father is tender towards his children, so is the Lord tender to those that fear him. I always replace the word fear with love. As a father is tender towards his children, so is the Lord tender to those that love him. God never wanted us to be in fear of him. He wants us to love him as he loved us. And with love comes trust. And when we trust, we lose fear. So the ultimate answer to the problem of fear is to trust God. Put your hand in the hand of the man who ruled the water. Believe that you are precious to God, just like everything else he has made. But more than the rest, because we can have a conversation with God and ask for his help. Believe in God. And remember that God believes in you. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. God knows that he has put in you the courage to grit your teeth, hold his hand, and go ahead to do the things that you were so fearful of before. That was then, this is now. And now you have the Holy Spirit in you to give you exactly as much courage as you need. My favourite Bible passage is Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. He says that to each and every one of us. What a wonderful God we have. You've probably wondered why you were given a milk bottle top when you came in. Well, it is for this. During the offertory hymn, a container will come around. It's not for your money. It's for you to put your milk bottle top into. And as you do so, symbolically hand over your particular fear to God. And the container will come up with the offertory and James will offer up your fears in prayer. I chose the milk bottle tops because I bring them here for recycling. 
In fact, they've already been there once and I had to go and retrieve them out again. <laughs> um, and they go into that recycling bin to be turned into something new and purposeful. And that's where they'll go after the service. They will go back in that bin. And my prayer is that each of us, in handing over our fear to God, will also be recycled in the kingdom of God and turned into people who will go forward fearlessly and with boldness to bring the good news of Jesus to those who come our way. So may God release each of us from the things that hold us back from fully knowing him as our Redeemer and our Saviour. Amen.